Hello everyone and welcome to Persona Part 2. Well, no, Persona 5 Part 2. Alright, so last time, gentlemen, by the way, we got still got the same crew. We got Mike. Hello. Craig. Hello. And Luke McDougal. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and uh, like we said last time, we are going to be discussing story spoilers and all kinds of, just basically the rest of the game. So if you're sensitive to that kind of thing, grow a thicker skin, or just not listen right now and wait till you finish the game. So to start us off, Craig, you're going to be our story yes. man. So, a spoiler-free plot synopsis coming right up. I'll try and be as spoiler-free, but as detailed as possible. Do you know how challenging that is to not spoil, but still be detailed? It's quite it's quite something. So, the game begins in somewhere in Japan, and your silent protagonist yourself interrupts a woman being attacked by a guy who then decides to take you through the court system and sue you and all this, that and the other. And you end up, your parents disown you, and you have been shifted to Tokyo, where you go and live in a cafe, Cafe Leblanc, as I like to say, Leblanc. You don't just say Leblanc, it's Leblanc. Um, to live under the protection of your guardian, um, so oh, Sojima. So oh, Sojiro. God, what's his name? Sojiro, that's the one. Um, so that's, that's you set, you're in Tokyo, you then um, go to sleep one night and you're pulled into this weird and mysterious world called the Velvet Room, you're in a prison cell, and there's a guy called Igor, or Igor, and who in the English version has a voice that you just have to hear, it's something unreal. Hello, how are you doing today? Except it doesn't sit to anything. I expect no less. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you wish for more power than you can handle. <laughs> it is it is incredibly deep. Yes. It is an amazing voice. It's brilliant. Um and he tells you that you have to be rehabilitated in some way. So you've got to be rehabilitated in some way, shape or form. You then go to school and at some point yourself and Ryuji, who you are standing next to or something, he follows you, end up in an alternate reality version of your school, which is a castle and you encounter... Palace. No, but it's a ca it's a literal castle. I mean... But it's a palace. But it's a castle. You end up in a castle, <laughs> a literal castle, which is one of the the first the first palace in the game. So a palace is the mental projection of one of the antagonists, you know, brain thoughts about how this place should be. So in this case, it's one of your teachers. He thinks he rules the place. He's abusing pupils, and his school is his castle. He rules the roost there. And you basically have to, in this first encounter, run away from a lot of things and sneak and basically survive until you meet Morgana, Morgana the cat. And he, I'm sure it's a he, even though I think it should be a she, he um, takes you through the basics of combat and gets you out of there. And then you form some sort of alliance to deal with this teacher. And from there, the story kind of just tumbles. 
Uh, Anne joins you accidentally. She gets sucked in or she follows you into the um, alternate dimension thing. Do you, what was it called again? That bit, the metaverse, the multiverse, the metaverse. It's a castle. It's the metaverse. Um, and the story goes on. You go through several of these palaces encountering a different antagonist each time, sometimes linked to characters that you're playing with, sometimes not. And the story results at the end, to be as spoiler-free as possible, in you dealing with one of the major antagonists of the game before moving on to find out why things have been happening. So alongside... That was very deft, it, by the way. I like that. Like that was it. very deft. Um, <laughs> alongside this part of the story, in the real life, there are also these murders going on. People are going crazy. Um, so it starts a train driver, crashes a train, kills people in the, the metro system. The same thing happens again and again. And eventually these two threads link and it's all based inside the metaverse. So not only have you got your antagonist that you're dealing with, you've also got this other entity in there to contend with. And that comes to a head about three quarters of the way through the game before you figure out what's going on. And that is my spoiler-free plot synopsis. I bow to you, sir. Thank you. Thank I you. did like the phrase, the story resolves at the end. <laughs> that was a very good phrase. <laughs> well done. All right. So, guys, what did you think of Craig's synopsis? Now, like, um, did, since a lot of us had previous experience with Persona, we were all kind of waiting for, okay, when do you get to the sticky bits? Like, you know, four is the TV. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. Did you guys have any inkling as to where the, the sticky bits were going to be in this? Um, could you define sticky bits for me, please? Like, where do you go into the metaverse? Oh, I feel that's very sticky in there. I'm not following you. Okay, well, like, like, did it come as a surprise where, you know, earlier it's like, ooh, this is a mysterious app. And then later on, they find out oh, the app is connected with right. the metaverse. I mean, did that come as a surprise to you or were you kind of like, duh? Um, no, for me, it was it was quite a surprise. I, you could kind of garner what was going on, but it didn't tie together for me until the story tied it together for me, until, they start, until the app appeared on Ryuji's phone and then Anne's phone, until I didn't quite stick all the bits together but I'd, I'd no experience it, the game doesn't do a great deal to introduce you to what you're supposed to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis it's so you know you're supposed to be doing social stuff and then you know you've been dragged into this multiverse but it doesn't signpost a lot of it early a lot of it just happens it's like, part oh, of the charm okay. though it's like the character himself yeah. is figuring that out as well Definitely. Um, I don't know whether that, having played previous ones, did you find that this was all obvious and, oh, this is what's happening type thing? Yes. I, I yeah, I put it together fairly quickly. I mean, and that may just be, you know, former knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike? I'm going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to pop in for two seconds just to, just to apologize to the listeners if this is frustrating in any way because um as i haven't finished the game i am very very aware of spoilers at the moment and i'm 
I'm basically on the edge of my seat thinking, should I just say I'm going to leave now constantly? Because, um, yeah, with, with things like the Midnight Channel in the previous games, it's like, you know, it's not until you've just mentioned to me now about the phone app that I'm starting to think that story isn't technically close to being discussed or resolved in my game as it stands. And I'm thinking there is a mystery there to be had. And, you know, um, previous games, anything can happen. It could be something that happens at the very beginning of the game that comes to haunt you at the very end. Um, and it's a very, I mean, in this case, I think, I think the phone, the phone thing seems, uh, I've just taken it. I've taken it at face value and I've jumped straight into the game. I think you're already delving beyond the limits of what I know of the game. Um, but I do, I do apologize. Do you if, call it here, Mike? Um, I think it's best for me to tap out at this stage, just in case, because I'm already. Okay, sorry about the phone app thing. I thought it was resolved before the point where you're on. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just, you know, with me, I'm, I'm gonna try and put two and two together if I can from what I'm listening from, to from <laughs> you guys, and, and I, 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 to be honest, I don't have the slightest clue where it's gonna head from here. To be honest, so. Anything that it's a good seems, thing mm-hmm. where it goes. If it I'll seems obvious to you, it's caught me off guard completely. And you know, at this stage of the game, a hundred hours in, I'm thinking, have I really, have I really completely avoided that question? So, um, mate, definitely. You're before. you're where you're where I was. Everything that happened in that was a surprise to me. Like right up till the bitter end, I was like, oh, oh, the, mm. there was one thing that wasn't a surprise, which I can't mention. That's but okay. everything else okay. was very much. Um, I felt clueless. Okay then. Okay then. So, in brief, um, I really do like this game. I think uh, a lot of people I've heard from have said this isn't a patch on the um, on the other games, but all that it's a great game, but isn't necessarily up to the lofty heights of uh, three and four. Um, I think it. From what I've played, and I've played a hell of a lot of it, I think it, I don't think it's in a com- in a different league at all. I think it's it's an absolutely brilliant game. I think any problem that I seem to have had with it is just nitpicking because it's been a, a huge amount of time between four and five, and you know maybe it was meant for the PS3, but the truth is it's finally here. I do like the cast. I think you know. I, in all honesty, I liked four. I thought four was brilliant, but did I really gel with the cast of four? I I can't be sure to be honest. That's it's countryside, oh, wow, really? countryside setting. I lived in the countryside before, and I don't really like country folk. <laughs> 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 these these are more my sort of guys. That my biggest problems. Uh, this game tries to commit to stuff which you're unsure whether it's going to follow through. It's a it's a big project. And if they're going to say, we've got a holiday coming up, and then they keep dangling the carrot and saying, actually, it might be cancelled. And I really thought they had budget problems with the game. They were trying to say, well, no, we're not going to take your toy. No, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going to do that. But, you know, it, it does it. it. It goes there. It does everything. And <clears throat> it's just me being cynical, thinking they've obviously tried to put too much in. They're not going to make it. But it surprised me every time. And I think it's it's a classic. It's definitely up there. I don't think. I don't think it's a it's a B rate persona by any stretch, and I'm absolutely happy with it. A question for you, Mike. 
mm. on some of the backlash that hit, I kind of got the impression it's a lot like uh, Zelda or Dark Souls or, or any other like really popular franchise mm. where the first one you played will always be the best. You know, I like I don't see very many places where Persona 4 was better than 5. I think it was just that people really liked 4 and well this is new. Yeah, I'm not You know what I mean? I'm not 100% sure I agree because I I, I like Persona 1. I preferred Persona 2. I preferred Persona 3. I preferred Persona 4. Um, <laughs> I haven't played enough of Golden despite owning an American and Jap- and an, a European version of the game for some bizarre reason. Um, and even then I'm probably going to only going to play that for an extra what one or two hours of extra content which sounds stupid but i will do it at some point and i think five five is definitely up there you know it's probably said i might prefer it to persona 3 that's quite a well at least persona 5 didn't have tartarus yeah And there's something about... I, yeah, it, it just seems like since 4 was the one that got really popular, like, that's when Persona exploded. It was, yeah. Uh, they they don't... There's going to be people where they just can't make them happy because, well, Persona 4, that was the best one just because they played that was the first one. So a, a lot of the complaints I have against this, I kind of negate because, mm. oh, that's not really a complaint. You just prefer 4. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, Persona 5 is from an odd time for Atlas as a whole because it wasn't necessarily made while they were solidly happy under under Sega as it stands. And I think Persona 6 is going to possibly, you know, deliver on on pushing it to the next level. But there there isn't a next level to strive for. You know, I'm, I'm happy if Persona 6 is another of the Persona 3, 4, 5 sort of ilk. That's not a problem to me at all. I... I love these games, so I'll be sticking with it. And five doesn't disappoint in the slightest. So that is my final thought. Thank you. Beautifully said. Thank you, Mike. See you later. Thanks, Mike. See you later. Hey, guys. uh, Luke here. Whilst adding the podcast, I noticed that we didn't really give enough love to the music, which I think we are all in agreement is the best part of the game. Um, I've asked the guys to send in clips of themselves talking about their favourite tracks one of my favourite tracks is Whims of Fate, which is from the Casino Palace, uh, which is maybe the last third of the game. The The soundtrack for Persona is mainly jazz-based with full band, um, but this song has a really good way of like kind of capturing a different style, uh, and it has a really great bass line that just pushes the song forward. Uh, it's quite catchy. <laughs> left early because he hasn't quite finished it and, and he wants to keep the spoilers fresh when he finishes it because he's only like what would you say Craig like 10 hours away yeah he's not, he's not far away at all at all and Luke just Luke you are happy with spoilers yes I'm happy with spoilers so to just finalise the story synopsis from earlier we could have buffed out what actually happens but let's just talk about it instead how about we yes go with me saying why I stopped and where I stopped 
Okay. And then you guys fill me in, and that way I'll get the audience same. Oh, point. look. I'd love to fill you. I'd love to fill you. here. Yes! We have reached singularity. Oh my god. <laughs> right. I'll maybe actually start off with um, why I stopped playing this game, and the reason was I didn't find the story interesting at all. Um, as I say, I've put a lot of time in Persona 4, and for those that haven't played Persona 4, Persona 4 starts off on a complete mystery with a little bit of um, almost dread behind it. People in the village around you are dying, they're being found after uh, periods of fog, maybe one to two weeks of fog, then somebody will appear dead. But there's a rumour going around the school that um, you can see the person that's going to die, more and more you'll see of them on this uh, TV channel called the Midnight Channel that everybody can view. And to begin with you'll just see a silhouette and then you'll maybe hear a voice and then eventually you'll see the full character and the next day they'll die. Now, that for me was almost creepy and you're instantly thrown into that world and that story and trying to figure out who's doing these murders Don't and how do I get involved with it. I'm not spoiling it, that's all I'm going to say, that, that, that's literally the first half, it's literally like the first half hour of the game, okay, but um persona 5 you start off in this similar sort of thing you know um the, the you're introduced to the velvet room and you, you you quickly go through a dungeon and change somebody's uh you you steal their their heart and you you get their truth but it doesn't seem to do anything there's there's all these train crashes going on which is kind of creepy you know there's more going on to this world but I was at the 50 hour point and it, it just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again and rescuing people and stealing their hearts and it just fizzled out for me um, uh. and I think there's a huge pacing problem but just to say this now I've I spent hundreds of hours with Persona 4 and maybe that was a bad thing and that's that that's my problem and I had I came in with too high expectations I'm not quite sure so guys explain the story to me right so well, hold on. First, 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 I want to state that Persona 4 is Scooby-Doo. Persona 5 is Black Mirror. There's a huge difference. I thought Persona 4 was predictable and boring in terms of the story. Whereas Persona 5, it left a little more unknown. And I appreciated the unknown of I'm doing this. I don't necessarily know why I'm doing it, but I know I'm furthering my goals. Anyway... Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> um, there's a lot to the story that happens between where you are and where Mike is, and then there's a phenomenal amount crammed into the last 10 hours of the game that explains quite a lot of it. And it's quite... I, I get where you're coming from, where you've stopped and why you've stopped, and appreciate the fact that you don't mind spoilers so we can talk about it. But for me, the, the part with... The one thread of it, the people, the you know, the train crashing and the people going crazy, it was, it, as it turns out, it was Goro Akechi. He had the same power as you, and he was going in with a hit list, basically. He was being told who to kill by the bald guy. He was the one who killed the fly guy. Yeah. He, yeah. At the end of his boss fight. Okay. The the kind of portly gentleman who was extorting people. Yeah, the right. um, the yakuza boss. So the yakuza so, boss. Remember at the um, when you leave that palace, the yakuza yeah, boss gets shot in the face or whatever. 
Yeah. It was him. It was Goro Akechi. And that's um, the detective kid, isn't it? Yeah, the detective kid. So what yes. happened was Igor is actually not Igor. Igor is this um, god who has given both Joker and Goro the same power to go enter the metaverse. And oh, basically cool. dis- it's to decide the fate of humanity. Okay. To be fair, yeah. you have to explain that the Igor you've—they do a great reveal where the oh. Igor you've been dealing with all game is the false Igor, is. and the real Igor is locked up, and that's why everything was very prison-based instead of the Velvet Room mm-hmm. from Four. Okay, I'm, so, I'm really liking that. Yeah, that's that's cool. You're making me want to play it. Keep going. Yeah. So right, <laughs> Igor, fake Igor, um, sent well, you hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right, there's so much I want to talk about. Oh, so hold on. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, the entire game, I was thinking it was Morgana. Uh, so and, same yeah, here, right? right? Same here. I said that to Craig the other day. I was like, Morgana, isn't it? And I was like, no. Um, my thing, and the only reason I listened to the Japanese soundtrack was I thought Igor's voice is so deep, it can't possibly be good. And it literally, <laughs> that's what threw me. That's what I didn't want to say when Mike was here, was it was Igor's voice actor that made me think something was iffy. I don't, because the rest of them sounded kind of like teen, I'm on an adventure, and this guy just sounded off. when, it, And he doesn't look like it, but when you get to meet real Igor, he's like, oh, hello, dear child, how are you? You know, and it sounds like what he looks like. <laughs> And, and, and I was just thought, well, wow. yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. I was like, okay, is this a new Igor? Because, well, it's Persona 5. Or is this something's up with it? I landed on the, oh, they just changed voice acting because the story is a little more sinister and serious. Yeah. But yeah, they got they got me hands down with that sucker. And another part of that look that you might have noticed was, you know, Caroline and Justine, the twins, the twin wardens, mm. they're they're giving you a list of stuff, you know, a list of people to craft and, and you level them up by getting certain persona and they quite often question why they're doing it or who would need this list of persona. And it turns out that Caroline and Justin Justine are one person called Lavenza that the bad Igor split into two personalities to try and abuse. So it's, it's like all kind of clicks now together. did you get the visual cue for that because i actually guessed that one the um eye patches and yeah, yeah as soon as i noticed the eye patches i was like okay i think i see what's going on oh, there. yeah because they kept questioning each other i'm like oh you're actually one person aren't yeah. you yeah you saucy son of a bitch i figured that out pretty quickly because um the you could tell it was like one of them was really nice and the other one was really aggressive. It, it, like it almost seemed like they never showed the same characteristics. You know, it was like characteristics yeah. even. So Igor, bad Igor, gives you and Goro, the detective, the same powers, except Goro is being um, not controlled, but he's doing hit lists for the politician, the main baddie, the bald guy. I can't remember his name. Dave. Yeah, I know. I'm looking it up as we speak. Thank you. Because I can't remember it. Um, we'll, we'll drop in the name at some point. So, he's doing hits for them. Shido, no? Shido. It's Shido. Shido turns out to be Goro's dad as well. Shido. No, it, guys, it, it, it's, it's Shida. Shida. It's S-H-I-D-A. Okay. Yeah. Look, here is a twist and a half for you. Okay. So, this is the guy that 
got you sent to the town that you you spotted yeah trying to rape someone yeah yes so he was trying to and you bumped into on the elevator when you guys were yeah. at the buffet yeah i know where you're at yeah right so shida ends up being goro akechi's dad from a previous um fling yeah but a, a forced fling okay so that's one of the problems i have with this story when ryuji and joker bump into him on the elevator yeah. why would joker not recognize him uh, this yeah. guy ruined your entire life yeah. it was about how do you not uh, like that was one little bit of a thing that bugged me it was a bit of a thing but anyway, I'm trying to round this off this massive long thing by saying the whole point was that Igor was pitching good Joker against evil Goro Akechi to determine the fate of humanity. Had Joker won, humanity would be spared. Had Goro won, humanity was going to be absorbed into mementos and basically destroyed. And towards the end of the game, Humanity does get absorbed into mementos. You all die, your entire party die, and end up in mementos, battling your way through to fight um, the Holy Those Grail. Those fucking angels. Oh, the that angels. Sounds, fucking angels. That sounds amazing. You guys are making me want to play this. I, I might go in and install it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, honestly. It takes a long time to tie the knots together, it really but does. it does quite well. And I think my, my uh, freshness... Craig, did you end up... Sorry. Oh, no, ahead. I was just going to say my. F- <laughs> did you end up fighting the secret boss? <laughs> Jeez, did it again. I know. Um, who was the secret boss, Dave? Ah, uh, the two girls. I thought you could only do that in New Game Plus. I thought you could do it in New Game. Oh, I don't. I didn't do no, it. I, th- I just read about I it. I think you can only do it in New Game Plus. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, uh, get on it, Craig. No, get on it. <laughs> um, I was going to say. Look, my freshness to it might be what carried me through to the point where the story started to make sense because before that, it was the gameplay mechanics and the look of it and the music that kept me going. It, it wasn't the story that was waking me up at four in the morning. It was wanting to crunch numbers and make sure all my persona were the best they could be so that yeah. I was going to... Oh, I love you, Craig. You know, like, yeah. that's, that's what was keeping me going. And then the story started clicking and then it became this thing where I thought... This is probably one of the best games I've ever played. And the only oh, reason man. I didn't mention that in the mid-year review to that extent was because I knew spoilers. that you... Well, spoilers, but I also knew that you and Dave both had reservations, which I might have been blind to, having okay. just played it and been in love with it. So I wanted but, to have the yeah. conversation. It's what Dave was touching on before, you know, like that first Zelda, the first Final Fantasy, or first mm-hmm. Persona. I mean, like, one of my biggest regrets was playing Persona for like six months before playing this again. I shouldn't have done it. I, I've, you know, there is a reason why these games take so long to come out, and I should have waited. And, um, as you say, like, you know, Dave, you said Persona Four is like a Scooby Doo story. Yeah, that's fair, but it 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 sucked me in, and without the story to pull me in, because it just felt like I was. I was living the social life of a 16-year-old Japanese uh, teenager and it just, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. The, the dungeon design, everything just seemed like it, it just been built upon rather than like refined or refreshed. And some of the things in this game, I think are, are feeling a bit clunky, especially around the, the combat and the, the dungeon design. Um, So I want to finish it now whether i can put in another 50 to 60 hours <laughs> we'll I'm see. Telling you, luke this is something i was going to say towards the end but it works here mm. i finished the last boss on normal 
and then I went back and reloaded my save and finished it on story mode. It gets so significantly easier on story mode, you're probably good enough to beat it now. Right, okay. So put it on story difficulty and just blast through it. It really is worth it. Yeah, okay. That That's good feedback. Thanks. As the the story mode was something that I questioned as them including... Why did you include story mode? Because um, I started New Game Plus in story mode, went through maybe 10 hours in story mode and tapped out and went back and put it back into easy because story mode took away all of the complexity of comp you could button mash your way through a battle yeah you, you blast through it to to be uh, a good example would be craig remember the last boss with the, uh, all the different arms that gave you different status yeah. effects right yeah the blood of a normal blood of yeah yeah the city that was that was the boss okay so in normal it took a one turn maybe a turn and a half to kill one of those arms mm-hmm. right depending on how you were set up. On story, one character in one shot blasted down. It oh. is that simple. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Now, Craig. Craig. Yes. Craig. I want to ask you, did you catch the moment where everything went, huh, when Morgana and, I believe it was Anne and Joker were talking about getting waffles? Yes. Yes, I did. Did you catch that? I caught or did it. You, oh, like good a man. boss. Look what happens, right? Before Goro is even outed as being a baddie or being able to go into uh, the metaverse, um, he walks in on a conversation that you're having with Anne Ryuji and Morgana, and Morgana mentions going for waffles. Goro walks round the corner and then just mentions them talking about waffles, but it was Morgana, the cat, that he shouldn't, by all rights, have understood but he heard them. He heard Morgana say about waffles. Ah, asked right, them about course. it. So this is getting to the best thing in the world ever. Look, ah, okay, you ready? That's a cool reveal, yeah. Right. So, right. yeah, Dave. <laughs> what happens is at this point they know that Goro is the baddie, but they play along with it. Goro starts coming along with you on missions, and he he starts being one of the party members. Um, now, now, to be fair, Craig, you're 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 killing the byline of this sucker, right? He joins your group, and nothing is said that your characters realized that he yeah. heard Morgana, and so everything is being played straight. It's not until afterwards that it does <sighs> flashbacks, kind of memento style, Honestly. and shows you that no, they knew about it the whole time, but they didn't want to let on. Yeah. Can I do the final bit? Can I do the final thing? Wait, can can I I ask one question? So, Goro has already, he's been in Mementos and he's already unlocked his persona, but every other character that you've met has that moment where where you see them snap and their persona unleashes. How Mm. do they do that with him if he's already been there? Does he pretend? No. uh, uh, Goro or Akechi, I don't know if you do the first name. Anyway, Akechi has the same power you do of being able to use multiple personas. Okay. So it's kind of like the same two different sides of the same coin. Right. So And I, it, I just did the coin flipping motion. <laughs> did you catch oh my it? God. <laughs> and he does No, I didn't catch it. He does do uh, he does do the animation because he becomes the the guy with the suit and the shoulder pads, I don't know. He's got a pretty naff um 
image inside the metaverse, to be honest. I didn't want to use him at all. Did you <laughs> notice, Dave, the biggest tell no. that he wasn't going to be in your party for forever? No, well, what? Um, I can't remember if I did or not. If you pay attention to what you're upgrading on your persona, you'll notice at the bottom of the box it says your next unlock. He didn't have any next unlocks. Oh, now see, no, I didn't think that. I just thought he was maxed already. Nah, he, mm. he's... Ah, that, that was a good catch on nah. you, sir. Very good. Um, so, look, I've got to do this. I'm going to say this. It's one last block of text, and then I'll leave, I'll leave it alone because it's exciting. At the start of the game, the, the the opening anime sequence where you are going through the casino and then you escape and then you're captured. Yes. Yeah? You end up in a prison cell and you're being interrogated by Say, all, Sai, Say, all the way through the thing. It's Sai Nijima. Sai Nijima. Okay? In-game, right, Goro comes into the interrogation room because he's working with Sai, Sai and he shoots you in the face and you die. He actually like shoots you in the head with a gun and you see Joker. Right, proper shoot in the face. Holy lying shit. on the table, totes dead, right? Honestly, at this point, I'm like, holy crap. Holy crap, <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. And then time goes on and then you're alive again after another wee anime and bits and bobs oh my god because it's all over the news the the main culprit the main phantom thief has died and then okay no 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 no. let me try to explain this because it was confusing to me until i think i've wrapped my head around it Mm -hmm. okay so the casino scene in the beginning you actually end up playing through that casino because you have to take sainijima's heart that's where you get caught you get taken to the interrogation room but it's an interrogation room inside Mementos. Ah, yes. so size actually the Goro. That's the inner one you're yes. speaking to, not the outside. Right? Okay. Goro doesn't know that it's in Mementos because he can phase in and out like you can. And so when he shoots you in Mementos, it doesn't actually kill you outside. But he thinks he was on the outside world, so he thought yeah. he killed you. And then you get this like David Mamet Seven, just wham, and you're like, oh, what's oh, in the box? That's so cool. <sighs> It's oh man, honest, I really want to play it now. Honestly, brilliant. <laughs> it's absolutely I, 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 compared, brilliant. Compared to 4, 4 is like a Sherlock Holmes short story. Things are just snapping along at a quick pace. This takes like the Agatha Christie 400 page novel round mm. to a mystery. Yeah. And yeah, unless you get past that halfway point, which we'll talk about because that halfway point does drag quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it comes rapid fire. It's really good. Ah, uh, man. <sighs> where Mike is just <laughs> like now, just as an example, where Mike is just now, he's on the 19th of November, the day you catch up with yourself in real time. So you've been interrogated through and you're now, you're in, you're now in real time. You're just about to go and start the casino palace for real and stuff. Um, at that point you make a decision that tells you what kind of um, ending you're going to have and so on and so forth. But that's the point where the whole story starts unfolding. He is on the cusp of all of these revelations. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's just like, so there. Too bad he played Code Veronica X and Devil May Cry and State of Decay 2. Yep. Isn't it, Mike? He started it in December. <laughs> <laughs> he started it a year before I did. He, he did. His first trophy is in April of 2017. Fucking hell. 
Oh, okay, man. right. So, you've got, so, you've like, got me hyped, guys. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, Luke. Yes. Now this might be your turn. Do you want to blink out for like five minutes while we talk about the actual end? Yes. Or do you not care? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Luke asked us all to do kind of a little mini intro to songs that we like and maybe why we like them. Since me and Craig are about to record a retro rewind, we figured we would do it together. So would you like to go first, Craig, or shall I take first step? I'll let you go first. Just I don't want to tread on toes, and I already had that cheeky pick in the <sighs> episode out with this. So um... All right, so the way we're going to do this is I'm going to say the name of the song, Craig's going to sing it, and then vice versa when it comes time for Craig's pick. <laughs> I... Okay. <laughs> no, the, the best song for my money in Persona 5 is the track called Life Will Change. It is the track, once you've left the calling card, when you go back into the palace, it, that's what starts playing. Not only is, is that the perfect song to get you hyped, but it's got a really cool disco beat. I really like that song, to the point where I was listening to it for, for weeks on end after I heard it the first time. It's not a game, I'm not a robot, Think of the end, Craig. Um, I was about um, end-wise. I... I hated it. Okay. <laughs> I did. I hated I it. Didn't hate it. What did you hear about okay. it? What did you hear? I hated how Morgana came back. Oh yeah, that was a bit annoying. That was the thing, and that was my final thought. That's the Final Spoiler. Fantasy Ten. Um, it was Ryuji dies, and then he comes back, and then and they played that one good. They played it very good. That one was good. Joker dies, and then he comes back. They all die, and then they all rematerialize in the metaverse. And then Morgana dies, and I thought, oh, Morgana's actually dead. Dead, 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 dead. And then comes back right at the very end. I'm like, if only that hadn't happened, I think it would have been a lot better. But I, I just played it off as being a kind of Japanese happy ending. It's, it's an anime thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, that was the thing. It would have taken it from something that was good and elevated it to okay good there was a sacrifice that had to be made they all worked for this goal i mean i guess they could have made morgana turn into a real boy like pinocchio yeah that would have been the worst yes but yeah them them bringing her back i was like ah man and then even the ending right like when you get out of prison yeah i didn't like that i mean there's that you know that party likes to see a happy ending but then there's that ah it would have been better if they all did go their separate ways is you drift apart like you do when you're a teenager. I had happy feelings when they all jumped in the van to drop him back off at home. I had happy feelings. I didn't. I questioned mm -hmm. why he was going back home when his parents disowned him and stuff like that. I'm like, why? What the hell are you doing, man? Well, okay. There's something I want to ask. It's could wait till Luke's back, but he's gone. So screw him. Um, why does everybody act like what he did was absolutely terrible? The entire game. You never hear somebody say, yeah, that sucks that you've got a record, but what you did was a good thing. Well, Ry Ryuji says that things to that effect. I think I think they all kind of hint at it, but it... Yeah, but like Sujiro doesn't, and, and Sai doesn't, and nobody else does, where stopping a woman from getting raped gets you a medal, yeah. man. It doesn't... shouldn't condemn you like I that. I took that, like if that happened here, 
it would be different. I took that as being a culture thing. I took it as being he's been dishonoured in some way. He's been sued. He's brought shame upon his family. And even if you're not part of his family, you recognise that he is a... Shun, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty a much. pariah. That's, okay. that's what I took it as. And I just took it at face value, Dave. Um, as, as I've said many times, I just soaked right into the whole thing. I thought the ending was great. The story was great. The... Um, the, the story behind the good and evil side, everything through that. Um, the only thing that I found a bit odd was the Holy Grail battle. Like, you're battling a big pot. Yeah, but it was a big pot with tentacles. It was a big pot with tentacles. <laughs> I mean, it is anime. It's got to have tentacles in there somewhere, man. I, I didn't like that boss. Like, I thought that boss was boring in a game full of so great visual design. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a cup. Can I just say? Uh, but the boss after that was good. Yeah, the off. Um, the Holy Grail, I sat yes. um, with battle, not anything happening for a solid 15 minutes listening to the music. Look, <laughs> queue up, rivers <laughs> in the de- River in the Desert, it's track 22 on CD3. It's uh, tops. It's, it's absolutely tops. Okay, is there anything else we want to say about the ending other than I wasn't a big fan of it and they kind of jibbed it a little yeah. bit at the end and i took it at face value for what it was and soaked it up like a happy child i guess one more thing i could say is that end run up was the worst you just want to get to uh, the end boss it's 1 30 in the morning yeah. i want to finish the game yeah so i that would be the one. okay yeah uh, you want to toss a loose cool. message right. that's it sent so he will be coming back Sorry, we were having dad jokes. Yeah, that's cool. I was uh, beating a boss. How's it going? <laughs> okay, so is that a euphemism? Now that Luke's back, we're gonna talk about the ending. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So one thing we haven't touched on is, and I'm just kind of sad Mike isn't here, but you know, it would have been spoilery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dungeons, the palaces themselves. Yeah. I thought the first one with. Uh, What's his name? Kamashita. Not Kamashita. No, not Kamashita. The gym teacher. Oh. Can't remember his name. What the hell? Call him Mark Wahlberg. I thought Mark Wahlberg's dungeon was really high bar for the rest of the game that I don't think it lived up to until Nijima's. Kamashita. That is Kamashita. Wait, Kamashita's the first guy? I thought Kamashita was the the bald guy. No. No, that's um, Shud... Sigiri Kamashita. Yeah. That's the gym teacher. Yeah. Yes. Kamashita the, is the gym teacher. Okay, who's the Maza oh, who's the bald guy? Mazayoshi Shido. Shido. Okay, so the last guy's name was Shido. Yeah. Okay, alright. Um Okay. I have got to say that the first palace was strong. It really solidified what what it was all about for me because it was very literal it was i am the king of this castle he was walking about with a crown and a cape and his pants because he was a perverted (laughs) king of his castle um i felt after that 
they were a bit hit or miss. I wasn't particularly keen on Madarami's Palace. That's the artist, so it was a, an artist museum. I f- oh, yeah, that, that kind of Japanese estate. Yeah, I felt it was a bit weak. Um, it really, for me, and I know you, you, this could have been hit or miss, I loved Shido's Space Palace. Honestly, that just came out of nowhere. Oh, I hated that place. <laughs> the hell is this oh, all I hated about? that place. I'm in space in a spaceport, and it had that type of puzzle where you flick the switch so that you have to jump through the dock to shoot across space into the other side of the palace, and then oh yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, I love that. Um, but you're right, uh, Nijima's palace with that mute the song, the song that it starts up with. Oh yeah, but absolute brilliant. just just her design. I like the way she looked in the palace. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. I think the low point for everybody, uh, Luke. I think you've played this is Futabas. Yeah, that's the point I tapped out. Um, I finished the dungeon. Oh my gosh, that place is the worst. Yeah, there's just like the puzzles. You, you know what? What's cool about each dungeon is they've they've all got their own look and feel and music that works with it. But it just felt like they progressively got a little bit worse and like there was less time spent on them and then the pyramid one was just it, it it felt like it was just long corridors the puzzles were not difficult they were not engaging the enemies were boring it just it just felt lackluster and i i've read um i wondered if it was just me that was tapping out at this point so i did a lot of googling and it seemed to be like a common place for people to stop um but you guys did it did it get better after that one or more of the same um, i've got to apologize yeah i apologize the space one is the one after it's Okamu- okamura's it's um haru's dad's palace is right. the next one yeah. which is the space yeah, who, there's a party member that i never used <laughs> haru, i used her once to get the gun trophy i think i think the some of the problem with futaba is oh that's my reward it's her. <laughs> I, th- I I would like to camp on that. So you may have heard earlier where most of us said, you know, Futaba's the worst. Um, she is the worst. I don't care what you say. She's the absolute worst. Craig, why do you hate Futaba? I, I mean, our side story wasn't. No, you hate her. <laughs> um, I don't like to say bad things. About people that I don't... About ones and zeros? Yeah. All right, okay, Futaba is pretty annoying. I think her skill in, in combat is actually pretty good, so you get those passive abilities automatically. So if you're in mementos and you hit a level, she'll randomly come in and go, I'll reveal this whole map for you, and you'll get the whole map revealed. That's pretty handy. If you're low on SP, she might come in with an SP boost for the party. Great. Same with health point, anything like that. Yeah, defense boost yeah, in battle. Of, she'll do that. Good. Yeah, she she's she, a good skill to have. Yeah, but her character, her being every anime cliche rolled up into one stupid ball, yeah. is the absolute worst. I've got to say though, Yusuke took the prize for most hated character of mine. I didn't mind Yusuke. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. To be fair, Mister Alternative Art. We kind of figured you would. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I didn't mind him per se. I thought he was kind of useless in battle. Like, Ice never really factored in that much. No, it didn't. Same with Haru. Haru was, was ridiculously useless for me. Yeah, it didn't. Which I don't think 
Luke, you would have got her yet. No, I, the last member you got is Futaba, right? Uh, yeah. Like, what What was your team? Anne, Ryuji, Makoto. I'm exact same as Craig. Uh, yeah, me too. I Although I did drop out uh, Anne for Morgana when I felt like I needed more heals. Now, as soon as I started getting healing on other characters, like, yeah. Fuck you, cat. I know I know you're going to stab me in the back at some point, cat. I see it coming. <laughs> Never did. But, you know, I don't regret the decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, like I thought the, that group, right? Like, Ryuji has a very good character. Mm-hmm. Sure, you want to slap him upside the head once or twice, but it's a good character. Anne is the same. Once you get to, like, what, four stars? Yeah, yeah. Her story really starts to pick up and actually become interesting. Mm-hmm. And Makoto's, I think, was very interesting just because of with her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Whereas Haru and Morgana and what's his what's her name? Or Yusuke, not not her, his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all kind of had boring stories for me. Yeah. Um Yusuke I purposefully left at one star and left him wearing black tights with an underpowered weapon and no special um extra bits of jewellery or whatever at all I left them to the point where I'm never touching them. If I bring him into combat it's only to see him die <laughs> uh, He is the Riku of this game You yeah, should never know, use I'm sorry. his game I'm sorry, I, I just, I wasn't a fan No, 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 and I mean, that's, that's a thing for me with, with RPGs, the characters that have an interesting story will always make it into the party, whereas even if they're not as combat capable mm-hmm. I, I just won't use them um, another yeah. handy thing for having Anne about the place is as you level her up, you get if you get into combat and you have to negotiate or you get them to the point where you've all attacked them and you're wanting to nick one of their persona, if they say something like, oh, you know, you and me, we could go around killing people and one of your options is, yeah, we could kill people or something else is, you know, like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm such a sensitive boy. If you get the wrong answer that would anger the persona, Anne will come in and if it's a male persona, she'll be like, you don't really want to do that to a girl with her eyelids. You know, like women do in anime seem yeah. to do... <laughs> Wow, you're digging a hole. I know, yeah. I'm really digging a hole. I'm just going to... Ryuji does it as well. If you get him far enough, he'll uh, he'll threaten them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'll punk talk them. Oh, man, so he does. Jeez, I never even noticed that as being an ability. I just thought that he was just doing that. You just remind me, I I never had a hostage situation. Like, I I don't know if there's something wrong. Oh, I did. Yeah. It's something might have been something wrong with my game, but I didn't get treasure demons either for ages. Like, there was something wild funny going on. You guys are all getting all these trophies and telling me about these times when, like, you know, one of your team members gets captured hostage. I never had it, and I was deliberately playing shit to try and make it happen, but it never happened. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't get a hostage situation until the space dungeon. Okay. So it might be a time-gated oh, thing. Right. I was straight off the bat. No, I was 100% straight off the what, bat. What, they would grab a party member yeah. and hold them hostage? Hang on. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, I'm almost positive it was either in the first... Or second palace. Wow, yeah. I, I, well, see, there you go. I, maybe it just happens so rarely or certain conditions need to be made. One thing you guys brought up, uh, Luke, you brought it up, is your character choices don't matter. Yeah. And one thing I would like to add to that is a lot of times it feels like you're talking to a brick wall. Yeah. Like characters do not react to what you say ever. 
because I, I mean, I've even tried it a couple times where I picked certain dialogue choices and then went back and picked different ones. And they say the exact same thing with a slight bit of text tacked on to the end of it to acknowledge it. It It's really frustrating that it doesn't matter at all. Like uh, another thing that bothers me is say you are, say you finished uh, Kawakama's, uh, the, what am I looking for? Social links. You finished it, right? Or you're in a romance with Anne. Throughout the rest of the game, they will never acknowledge it. Yeah. Until certain cutscenes happen where, yes, it's acknowledged. So, since I romanced Anne, throughout the whole part of the game, right up until the end date, they never really acknowledged that they were dating or going out or made babies. I don't know. And it kind of sucked all the fun out of that choice when there was nothing that came from it except a special cutscene. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Well, like, uh, Craig, like, with the Doctor, uh-huh. you know, it would have been nice if, if just in her incidental dialogue, she treated you differently okay. than if you hadn't romanced her. I get, I, get, I get what you're saying, but I basically took the entire social side of everything... And ignored whatever was going on in terms of my romancing or that. If it furthered the story, fine. But otherwise, I imagined it like one big checkbox exercise. I wanted to max my social stats. I wanted to max my confidant levels. And everything I was doing was working towards that. So I took it more to be like a management sim. It was quite cold procedural, I'm doing this this day and I'm planning this and I'm going to do this without really paying attention to that side of things. I just kind of let it slide. I totally get. I totally see what you're saying now that you've said it. I just never noticed it before. Yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. It, it just feels like you're putting X's against a checklist, doesn't it? It's, you know, you're taking yeah, boxes. And... I suppose that's the thing that I found fun. <laughs> it's not like it doesn't reward those X's when you hit certain breakpoints, but the only reward you get is those breakpoints. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. And yeah, it, it just, and I get it because if you wanted people to acknowledge how your relationship changes, you would have to add, what, double the text? Yeah. Yeah. Triple yeah. the text? So, I mean, I, I get that from a gameplay side of it. One thing I did really like is the in-school quizzes. I'm glad they're here, too. Again, just something I ended up Googling to, to increase my knowledge stat. Oh! Yeah. One of my favorites is actually a wise gun shop track and the music's kind of like the sinister and you're thinking oh this is quite sinister it's three minutes long and after about 20 seconds it breaks out into this fantastic Very much like the school bits. 
um, I remember speaking to Luke about this, and you were like, oh, it's, there's a lot of quite contextual questions and stuff, but the questions all seemed to f- either foreshadow, foreshadow what was to come, or it was pulled from what you were experiencing in the rest of the story. So I kind of just, I liked them. I didn't cheat, I didn't cheat through the test at the end or anything, I just, just went through them. Oh, through there the was some of the questions, there's like, there's no way you're going to get that unless you like, I mean like one of them is, how many different colours would it be to, to, so that each part of Japan like wouldn't, Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one. That one, that one, what is a bit BS. But this, the, teacher, the teacher, I told, mean, like the teacher taught you that in the previous lesson. If you had been paying attention. No, no, she didn't. The, the, Look, the first time you're asked the question, you've got no idea. But if you get it right or wrong, she tells you the answer so that you can do it in the exam. But I'm gonna get it right the first time, so I get that knowledge point. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> you mean right? Okay. Yeah, it's like you know when you gotta dodge the teacher throwing an eraser at you. You know, it's the first one you're generally going to get hit until you work on your stats a little bit. One problem I have with this that I would like to tack on right before we give final Mm -hmm. thoughts is this has that anime problem where, number one, they scream incredibly long sentences as they're running away. (laughs) Number two, the translators did not do exactly a great job when you've got, like, Morgana saying, is that the woman who exudes an aura of strength and capability? No, nobody says that. I mean, I, I, I get that it's a trouble to translate those kind of things, but it felt awkward, the writing did. See, that's why, and then, that's why I just play with the original well, language. It's You don't have any of that shit. Well, no, because it's written on the screen. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're still going to get it. I, uh, and the last one I have is how, okay, after every palace, right? You'll have, let's say you killed the fly guy. I can't remember his name, but we'll call him Jeff Goldblum. So you kill Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) right? As soon as you're out of the dungeon, they text you about 45 different texts saying, wow, can you believe what just happened? It's like, dude, we were there 30 seconds ago. (laughs) You don't need to text me talking about what just happened. We were just there. And then if you have 20 days to go, after every dungeon, it's full of, oh, I wonder if this time he's going to change. Oh, I wonder if this time he's going to change. Or, whoa, can you believe what happened in this? Yes, I was there. It's almost like they can't see the timer until the end of the dungeon. <laughs> it, it really is. It's like uh, it's like these predetermined, okay, when there's six days left, they say this. And when there's six days left, they say this. It's kind of like if you have a mate that you go to a bar with and you had a fun night. The next morning, he's like, man, can you believe what happened last night? It's, yes, I was there. <laughs> You, you've just reminded me of one of my problems with the game. Um, and this is that the game handholds you. Like, this is the beginning dungeon part. You know, the, the, the introduction is quite, diffi- uh, quite lengthy. But there's a bit where you're not allowed to go out and explore the real world. And it seems to happen every dungeon. It's in between uh, completing a dungeon, like the actual the cutscene where the person's heart's uh, stolen or, or their change of character. And the next target's identified, where at the end of each day, you're not allowed to do anything. And the only thing you can do is walk around your room. And if you leave the room, oh, I think you should go back to bed. And that that really, really wound me up. Because I'm like, I let me play the bloody game or don't let me give, don't give me this option. But then I realized the, real, the reason they give you that option is in case you want to save and quit. And 
I, I, it did. It took me like six dungeons to figure it out. But, uh, <laughs> but either don't give me the choice or give me the choice. I don't care anymore. But this whole thing of oh yes, I can go do something. Oh wait, no, I can't. The cat's making me. The cat that's uh, stolen my bedroom. It's not letting me leave my bedroom. <laughs> that does change later on, but it's way late in the game. Yeah. And so yeah, I can I can totally. Uh, no, one thing is in the beginning. Like every Persona game, it feels like you don't have time. And then you remember how long these games are and that you have plenty of time to do everything. Yeah. And getting back into that was a little rough because in the beginning, you're, you're stressed of like, oh, should I go with Ryuji? Should I go with Anne? You know, that kind of thing. I, okay. Um, it's, that's the basis for one of my biggest regrets. And it's probably like just being fresh to the series maybe was that I spent a good chunk of time trying to fill my social stat star instead of in leveling up confidants. But your social stats level up naturally at points as well. By the time I had a full star worth of stuff, my confidants were low in levels and you still get the thing saying, you know, like you've got three knowledge bits and, and I'm like, I filled it up 20 hours ago stop giving me those points you're just kicking me in the kicking <laughs> yeah. me while I'm down here I shouldn't have bothered focusing on those social stats I should have went for the confidants from the start but the problem is there are confidants that are locked behind that star too so they want you to play a delicate balancing act but they never tell you to play a delicate balancing I act I took it as being things like Kawakami unless you focus on getting your charm up straight away you're not going to be able to romance her until maybe new game plus or you're not gonna, you know what I mean? Like I thought a lot of it was focused on getting, yeah, getting you through the first part to then go on new game plus it and play it like you want. Maybe. I think that is a design choice. I think they've deliberately made some of the the stuff, you know, because new game plus is designed to. There are extra bosses, but again, you're you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to have something different to do, and having a a gate like charm or whatever that you've hopefully carried through from your previous playthrough um, should give you something that you didn't manage to do the first time. By the end of the game, I had everybody I wanted maxed. I had my social stats maxed. And there were a lot of days where I was like, I guess I'll eat a burger. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, it's doable to do everything in one run, I think. Right? Yes. Like it's doable. Okay, yeah. If you checklist it the, out perfectly, you there can. There exists a guide that very prescriptively goes through 27th of April, AM, yeah. do this, PM, speak to this person, evening, do th And I, the thought of playing it like that kills me deep down inside. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that's, that's at least, unless you're doing a New Game Plus run that way and you would just want to see everything. Yeah. I, I agree, the first game you should stumble your way through things. All right, so you've heard a lot of our complaints and a lot of our praise. Where do we come down on it? Craig, why don't you spout your final thoughts? After reflection, after it's been two and a bit months since I played this, I played it through very, very quickly, very, very, very intensely, and ju immediately jumped onto New Game Plus to try and platinum it in two runs. I then had a conversation with myself about what I was doing with my life and moved on to Sleeping Dogs, and from there I've never picked it up again. Anyway... I've now come to realise that it is probably one of the best games I've ever played. The gameplay mechanics suit me to a T in terms of 
trying to figure out what powers my persona have to get all the weaknesses covered to make sure that I've got enough buffs and stats there that I can deal with whatever pops up. All of that is very much the way I like to play. I love the turn base. I love the look of it. I love the music. It nails pretty much everything for me and it still stands in the list of games very, very, very high up there at one of the best I've ever played. Um, the complaint that I had was more personal complaints along the lines of I did do the social stat thing instead of doing the confidence. It's some things that I maybe would have garnered had I read about it or had a previous experience. It's nothing against the game. Um, I don't think it dragged on. I, th I thought it was perfectly paced, but it was those gameplay elements that kept me going until the story picked up. So I understand that side of things. All in, final thought is it's an absolute banger. It's kind of hard for me to give final thoughts on a game that I've not finished. Uh, I was quite certain I wasn't going to finish it before we started recording this podcast, but I think you guys have encouraged me or given me what I kind of wanted, which is a story that's interesting and has some cool twists. Um, I made a big mistake in playing Persona 4 just before this game. And, I mean, it... It's not fair for me to complain that there isn't enough differences between Persona 4 and Persona 5 because had I not played Persona 4, these probably wouldn't be problems. But for Persona 6, um, I'd like to see the, I'd like to see an overhaul of the combat system, maybe just the whole game. I think there needs to be more depth. As I say, it feels like once I'd seen behind the curtain, there wasn't anything to keep me there. Um, and, you know, 110 hours is a long time for a game, especially when it starts to drag. Uh, I think the guys that make Persona should take a should take note of what the Yakuza games are doing, where they're getting shorter and they're they're condensing the material because there is a lot of filler in here for me. And um, there's a couple dungeons that I think could have been removed, and I only got halfway through. But it's a great game. If you've never played a Persona game, you should definitely look at this um, visually and on an audio level. It's it's one of the best that I've experienced on the PlayStation Four, if not ever. And um, don't let my uh, <laughs> my negatives put it off. I mean, just look at Craig and how excited he's been with his first Persona game. He now wants to go back and play it, and that that's the feeling I had with Persona Four, and that's what I wanted with Persona Five. So um, hopefully anyone listening to this, if you <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this because we've just spoiled it, but uh, yeah, give it a try. <laughs> well, it's about the journey, not about the end. Yeah. Myself, I kind of fall in between the other two. And by the other two, I mean Craig and Luke. Um, <laughs> I think this is a superbly done RPG that stands as a monument as to why Japan was the master of these kind of games for the longest time. But they need an editor. A hundred hours is a lot to ask, and I don't mind giving a hundred hours if it's a hundred hours of new content. The problem is this does drag in places. If it's not dragging, I see. I disagree with Luke. I don't think it dragged in the dungeons as much as I think it dragged on the social end. All of the reiterated text, all of the just inane chatter that means nothing but drains time away from mm -hmm. you. I think if they cut everything by about twenty percent, 
this game would have been a masterpiece. It's very close. And the way I have to judge these things is, does the anime of it outweigh the amount of fun that I had? And in this case, no. The amount of fun I have really outweighs the just annoying anime of it. I don't think they should change too much. Because in a world where Final Fantasy is changing every time, and they catch a lot of heat for it every time, and in a world where Dragon Quest never changes, it's nice to have this third flavor that won't change just... Um, what's Instead of innovation, it's craftsmanship. Yeah. They will finally hone this system. I do agree that, like Yakuza, they should make it deeper, not longer. Mm. Because a lot of days you're just waiting around for stuff to do. But this is hands down one of the best RPGs I've ever played. It stands up there with Final Fantasy 15 and 10 and Dragon Quest 8. Like these are the paragons of the genre for me. So as a guy who has played 15 Final Fantasy games in the last year, this is a good <laughs> game to play RPG wise. It's not the best game to blitz through. <laughs> So if you're going to play it, don't try to blitz through it. Take your time. Maybe not even play it every day because otherwise some of the things will annoy you. All right. And as Mike has said, I think in the future or past. At some point. Next game is Bulletstorm. Yes. And we wanted something so incredibly breezy. We could do it in an afternoon if we wanted because it's been a long time. <laughs> so listen to Bulletstorm. Coming up whenever we drop that episode, and we will catch you next time. Say goodnight, gentlemen. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Oh, wait. Don't say goodnight. Don't say goodnight. You can get a hold of us on Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, Facebook, MySpace. We have an Angel Fire page <laughs> with, you know, tiled Good night, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and now, gentlemen, you may say goodnight. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love you, bud. It has. Nice. Just really quick, I would like to state I love the current video game trend of adding strings to everything because that just makes everything sound wee bit classier. Mm -hmm. It does. All right, let's get the hell out of here, Craig. All right, Luke, I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.